0: Brodo, fam. before we start, we want to thank our sponsors at FanDuel. You want to know the only thing better than winning? It's winning cold, hard cash. And the best way to play fantasy football and win is with FanDuel. From double-ups to giant tournaments and private contests, there are a million ways to win every single week. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy or... Click on the link on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. FanDuel will match 20% of your first deposit with your first bet up to $500. FanDuel is just handing out money for you to play with. Plus, Brodo has you covered with optimizer lineups and weekly DFS articles on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. We'll help you come out on top. Sign up today, play some lineups, and win some cash. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrodoFantasy.com I'm your host Tim Petrop with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness Michael and Jason Petrop Today is a very good day to be Tim Now why is that? Michael, why don't you let the people know why it's so good to be alive today
1: For the first time in a long time, being a fan of the New
0: York Mets, we're celebrating. Oh, yes. I know this is a fantasy football show, but we got to say it. Max Scherzer, come. Come, baby. Come. I got to tell you, man. Max Scherzer, yes, he's 37. Yes, I understand that. He's 37 years old. And yes, that's really the only negative about him. Yes, you're giving him $43 million a year. But Mad Max, Max Scherzer. Is a warrior. That's the type. I, that's the type of guy you need for the team, for the clubhouse. You need a warrior, psycho killer, as your leader. That's what you need. And and Jacob Degrom, the silent killer. One, two, pa 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 Ba bang ba bang bang. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome sure welcome in welcome in everybody uh, to the Brodo Fantasy Football podcast. If you if you noticed Michael's uh, audio is it, you know it's, it's good but it's not you know the the crispy in person audio that it would be otherwise and that's because we are actually doing this separately. Both Michael and I uh, have come down with colds. COVID free. Uh, uh, we got tested but uh colds nonetheless. I, th- which I'm pr- shout
1: out real quick just a quick shout out to Baby Dennis, who apparently is a, is a selfish little guy because he got a cold and decided he wants the whole family to get a cold, too.
0: Yep. He uh, spread his cold out on Thanksgiving. He was a uh, definitely the equal opportunity cold spreader. Um, he hit my wife first, and then he hit me. You know what it is This guy, is, when he goes to bed, he likes to grab at you. Like, I have a scar on my face. It looks like I have a teardrop tattoo because he just grabs at me. And he would just take his his whole hand he puts in his mouth. Then he, because we don't give him a pacifier. I don't know. He doesn't like pacifiers. But he, uh, he put his whole hand in his mouth, and then he, he grabbed my, he grabs my lips. This guy's got a, a cold. Babies, by the way, get five to six colds per year. I learned that from reading things about baby colds. In case you were wondering. But yeah. And that slowly pa- passed its way through. So me and Michael decided maybe not the best idea to be in the same room uh, at the moment. But yeah, sorry if I'm I'm coming out a little nasally. I could I could I could hear it. It's bothering me.
1: Yeah, same here. A little a little congested.
0: Yeah. So, but you know what's never congested? The information that Ayo. flows through the F- fantasy football by Brodo app right now, right at this moment, it is absolutely free, and that is not going to be a forever thing, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Just putting that out there, just letting that be known. This is not free forever. So go get it while it's free. On this app, you get everything you need, everything to dominate fantasy football. You get fantasy player cards, which is a player profiler except uh, a little bit more uh, jazzed up. A start sit tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, game logs, usage percentages, and every single stat that you could ever want, including advanced stats and, of course, including the bro-toe-only exclusive stats, true throw value, true target value, two things that have been tested and proven time and time again, year after year, to be proven working tools to get you fantasy championships and, of course adjusted air yards which is working phenomenally this year and also points defensive points over average which is also working very well for our listeners so far this year. So with that being said, download the app. All of that is free. And the reason why it's free is because of oh, because of our Amazing, amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash broto fantasy. Uh, those guys not only support us and join a community with us, which guys and gals, uh, join a community with us and it's the best community ever. Like as soon as breaking news happens, like sometimes I get breaking news from the Discord before I get it from Adam Schefter. Like that's that's how what that's what type of fantasy community that we're building over on Discord. On top of that, you get a free you get the free uh, waiver episode, which is going to be crucial. This year, not free. I'm sorry, the patron episode, and then you get the DFS optimizer. You get to play in leagues with us. So many extra benefits, and it's all at Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy, and you're supporting the show and the app. Whew, that's a lot of words to say when you're feeling under the weather.
1: Bang, 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 bang,
0: bang. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a lot of words to say. Um, but with that being said, Michael, you want to jump into this? Yeah, let's do it. Michael, you're gonna you're gonna miss Donnie H, bro.
1: Oh, I am. This is the. Uh, um, I'm not with you, so I don't hear it on your end. Yeah, sorry,
0: bro. I I, I got you though. I'll uh I'll narrate while Donnie H narrates.
1: It's okay. I believe in Donnie. <laughs> dude yeah, himself. that would, no one would like to hear that. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in thirty minutes. This is headline news.
0: We have so many headlines today.
1: There are a significant amount of ye olde headlines.
0: So the number one, for me, the number one is Taysom Hill, but we'll get to that in a second because the number one, I think, is obviously Christian That's McCaffrey. Sure. Oh. <laughs> 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 Christian McCaffrey put on IR for a second time this year, which I didn't know this. Uh, embarrassingly enough, I'll, I'll admit that. I didn't know this before this, but if you're put on IR twice in a season, then that means you're automatically out for the season. Um, Christian sense. McCaffrey has been put on IR uh, so we'll miss the rest of the season a devastating loss he was probably the first or second pick in a of leagues all leagues i gotta tell you bro the first round this year is looking like a bunch of just duds it could have been because of injury it could have been because of just overall lack of play but the first round this year was not not given. for nothing
1: this is why i was such a huge fan of Uh, Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey in the first round this year. Just to get that stud guy. And Travis Kelsey's kind of having a down season compared to years past, but he's still the clear tight end one. Just to have that, like, stud guy that you never really have to worry about. And those are, like, the only first round picks this year that have been healthy and, like, active every week, basically. And I guess Jonathan Taylor. You throw Terry Kill into the mix. I was going to say Jonathan Taylor, but I think he ended up outside the top 12. But he's obviously the clear... Like, he's the clear best pick in the first two rounds right now. I don't even think that's a question.
0: I mean, embarrassingly enough, I think Joe Mixon has to be in that conversation as well. Yeah, Joe Mixon's been turning up. He's been he's been killing it, and I I know that. Look, sometimes a guy reaches for the stars, man. <laughs> and it's been a, a a wild ride with Joe Mixon for the last five years. The 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 good money, in my opinion, was he against this what he's doing right now. But the guy's touching the ball thirty five times a game. It's hard not to produce insane fantasy numbers when you are doing that. Yeah, uh, but let's go to CMC though, because CMC, man, what do you, if you are the Chuba Hubbard uh, manager? You are excited, you you are, but at the same time, I don't even think Chuba Hubbard is a guaranteed start on all teams. Like if your team's sick and you have like two great running backs and a and a and a, and a good flex and you just can't start him like I get it you know like it he doesn't need to be started on every team CMC is a whole different story so I mean even even the winner is kind of a loser in this one because the whole offense takes a hit
1: yeah and Chuba Hubbard he was decent in uh McCaffrey's stead when he was the guy earlier this season but Amir Abdullah started gaining a little bit more traction as the pass catcher um later on before CMC came back and then that was evident yesterday as well that Amir Abdullah isn't just going to be a, a a side piece in that backfield. Like he's going to get a decent amount of work too, which certainly caps uh, Chuba Hubbard's upside. Like this isn't the this isn't last year where replacing CMC with Mike Davis was like gold for a few weeks. Even this is a significant loss. It's no it's no Dalvin Cook to Alexander Madison type move because Alexander Madison he's going to be a top ten running back now. He always is when Dalvin Cook is out. That's. Not what I'm expecting from Chuba Hubbard
0: or Mir Abdullah. Man, I I almost forgot about that. It's crazy how many headlines there are today. Let's get to the second one because this is the headline for me. According to reports, Taysom Hill's taking snaps with the first team, baby!
1: Taysom Hill time. I don't know what New Orleans was doing waiting this long, just trying to throw their season away, but about damn time. Taysom Hill should have clearly been the starting quarterback. It, It had to be a health thing, right? It had to have been. I mean, I guess, but he was active and playing in other games. It was just odd. I don't know what they were doing, but clearly. And Alvin Kamara, limited practice. Mark Ingram, back to a full practice. If Hill gets Kamara back as well this week, we could be in for a nice little
0: fun Saints week compared to what we've seen in several weeks past, whichever Simeon at the helm. It's interesting that this move comes now, though. And I think this is this is something that scares me a little bit because they're playing... The Cowboys on a Thursday. Yep. So, I mean, you're doing this move on a short week of practice. Interesting timing. Mike
1: McCarthy, I mean, everything we talk about is news. Jeez, there's so much news that happened. Mike McCarthy on the COVID list and up to like eight players, they said. So, like, this is going to be a uh, a more than likely easier than
0: usual defense to play against if there's going to be missing coaches and players and such. And you gotta believe that if he has a short week of practice, Taysom Hill, and he's the starter, then odds are he's using his legs a whole bunch, and which is the yeah, whole reason it. why you li- like him in the first place. Especially if, especially if if, if Kamara's out and he was limited on Monday, he's still dealing with his knee. He's not back yet. So like that's something that you gotta keep an eye on. A lot of a lot of freaking news uh, this week. Yeah. In- insanity. Um Zeke. Let's, you, let's talk about. This. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I want to say because I already, I already just, I already brought up Alexander Madison. I was gonna put him in stock rising, but I felt like that was just too obvious. This guy has um some league winning upside if Dalvin Cook sits for a long time. I left him there for you when I picked my guys. I was like, yeah, I figured that would just be too obvious, and we talk about it during headlines. So I chose someone else.
0: All right, let's start with let's start with the. Let's talk about the Dalvin Cook thing. I'm I'm, I'm trying to go in order here. It's uh, I'm, it's not working. Uh, Dalvin hey. Cook it shows in the MRI that he suffered a torn labrum in his separated shoulder in week 12. So I'm gonna read you this straight from, excuse me, straight from uh NBCSportsEdge.com, which used to be Roto World. This is from Ian Rappaport on Twitter. Rappaport said the injury is not considered season-ending, though we still don't have a time frame for how long Cook will be sidelined. Oof, that's that's tough. Cook suffered a similar injury near the end of the 2019 season and returned to his workhorse role in the playoffs against the Saints. Those who are, who smartly rostered Alexander Madison should get at least a couple games out of him. Uh, this is where they, they kind of go off the rails all the time. But yeah. Dalvin Cook being replaced by Alexander Madison, it's one of those things that could win you a league. Yeah. Michael, you are in this position where this fucking guy, Michael, man, he picked, he, he goes seesaw running back, he gets Jonathan Taylor, and then his his RB2 has been incredible all year, despite the fact he started RB, Who's like your start opening day RB2? It was supposed to be Trey Sermon. Trey <laughs> Sermon was this opening, but somehow his RB2 slot has been amazing all year, and he continues with this Alexander Madison pick, um, and... That's just Michael's fucking... I, I hate you sometimes, Michael.
1: That's what I say. RB2, most replaceable
0: position in all of fantasy football. I'm, t- I'm not going to lie. After this year, after drafting... Last year, the double running backs in the first round was really great for me because wide receiver really was super deep. But this year, you mentioned this in the beginning of the year, that wide receiver was fake deep this year. And that's kind of a facade. And you were right. I, I I picked wide receivers late in a lot of leagues. And in those leagues, I struggled. The ones that I, that I'm, that I picked... Uh, wide receivers a little earlier on because there's a bunch of leagues that did that too. I'm I'm having good seasons in. So. so also
1: think think about all the people who left their drafts with like Claypool, Tyler Boyd,
0: and Lavisca Chenault and were hyped about it. Bro, I left my draft with Allen Robinson, my home league, the one I care about the most. Allen Robinson, Brandon Ayuk, and Chase Claypool, and I thought I was yeah. money. Not so. I mean, it, it was everyone. You know, it's, it's, we weren't the only ones. You know, this is these bro, are, I have a. This is why fantasy I'm, football is fun. I'm in a 14-team
1: Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association Experts League, and I've been absolutely just cruising the entire season against a lot of big guys from, like, Fantasy Alarm, Fantasy Pros, Andy Behrens, and people like that. Just been cruising. Um And then I lose Darren Waller this week. AJ Brown goes on IR. Dalvin Cook goes out. Who else? Uh Yeah, I mean, those three just this week. But the- Debo Samuel is out. I lose, like, four of my top guys. Luckily, my team is deep, and hopefully they come back for the playoffs. But aye, aye, aye. the injuries today have been absurd. We haven't even brought up Debo Samuel yet. As Tim looks at me with a really shocked face. Corey Seager just got paid guapo from yeah, the Texas Rangers. That's what I'm looking at.
0: Corey Seager, 10 years, $325 million. Today's Holy a day. Holy moly. Tomorrow might Holy. be a lockout, so everyone's going to be signing today. Big money okay. right there. That's a lot of years. Corey Seeger's a good player, but I don't know if he's that good of a player. Hot damn! Who he signed with the Rangers? Interesting. <laughs> Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. All right.
1: Uh, well, Dalvin... they just signed Marcus Semyon, too. Yeah, they did. That's the... a crazy one-two punch. Now. All right. Sorry, we're getting off topic. We used to talk about baseball. We used to have a <laughs> yeah, we did proto proto baseball during the uh, during the baseball season. And
0: something that I I I want to mention as well is part of the. The Discord, uh, like, I don't know, like, what am I? Patreon. Patreon. Like, Michael gives you his draft day order. Like, he has a whole draft thing for baseball, too. And he gives that to people, and he gives people advice during the season. Like, it's not like a, a regular thing like this, but it's, yo, he's always there for advice. Michael won mad championships in baseball this year. Like, Michael's the best fantasy baseball player I know by far. It's not even close. Bro,
1: the, uh, the busts and targets i had last season was on another level in fantasy baseball legit another level which it was crazy
0: we, they, yeah, we gotta we gotta do something i'm about. patting myself on the back i mean michael also has finished like in the top five in positions in fantasy pros like year after year i top i
1: finished the top five and catcher first base and second no number one overall in outfield catcher and second base top five
0: so If you're into fantasy baseball, hit us up uh, on that Patreon. Uh, But let's continue with fantasy football. What do you say, Mike? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, Cardinals head coach Cliff So I'm just gonna go in order because it's too much if we're gonna keep jumping around. Um, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury said he's hopeful that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins play in Week 13 against the the Bears. If I'm putting my money on it, I think that both of them are gonna play. I'm I'm really looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm really concerned about their practice reports. I'd like to see both of them out there. But if Hopkins and Murray can both come back, that's going to make a big, big difference in a lot of fantasy lineups.
1: Yeah, the word hopeful is actually not hopeful at all for me, dude. Like, I thought they were just going to come back. Like, I thought it was, yeah, let's wait till after the bye week to make sure they're 100%. I didn't think it was, yeah, we're hopeful they return, even though the bye week just passed. Like, damn, son. Yeah,
0: hopefully they come back. Damn, son is right. Um, This one's important because two running backs – Struggled in the Browns' backfield yesterday. Um, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports test confirmed that Browns' right tackle Jack Conklin suffered a torn patella tendon and will miss the remainder of the 2021 season. This is a a big one. Jack Conklin is a very good player and he's dominant in the run game, so it's a big blow. Browns' offense is a joke, bro. I, man, you know what it is to lose. Sometimes you and can't. put up
1: 10 points when you intercept the opposing quarterback four times is embarrassing.
0: Sometimes you you have to like if you're Baker like just take yo sit down bro you're obviously like we know you're not this bad you know you've been you haven't been great but you're not this bad you're clearly hurt. Sit down, let Case Keenum, someone who's brought someone to an NFC championship game before, play and and stop this madness and it's it's on the coach too. the coach needs to step in and stop this madness like he needs to get healthy it's It's ridiculous what what they looked like yesterday.
1: Yeah, it was disgusting. It was um, really gross.
0: Will Fuller, um, <laughs> Brian Close, Brian Flores says Will Fuller is getting better, but still not ready to suit up. The next, um, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that Debo Samuel' is growing, is expected to miss a little time. Samuel who will undergo further testing on groin, on the gro- the groin injury that kept him sidelined during the second half of the 49ers' Week 12 win against the Vikings, avoided, quote, a major injury, according to Rap Report. The Niners will be as careful as possible with the unstoppable centerpiece of their offense. Samuel drafters should be prepared to be without their stud offensive weapon for at least Week 13. Oof. This is a tough one, man. We know that Debo Samuel and injury is like a time bomb sometimes, bro. It's just like and it's always his soft tissues it's always his hamstrings it's always his groin like it's it he's a massive human being like this guy is made of muscle so when someone's like that sometimes they're a little injury prone and uh he seems to be that that type of dude and it it just it sucks because he was absolutely dominating the national football league this year
1: yeah he's been a ton of fun to watch the craziest thing about this is maybe Elijah Mitchell gets the highest bump because Debo won't be stealing rushing touchdowns from him anymore. We'll talk, we'll talk about uh, Eliza Mitchell and Brandon a little later in the show. I mean, also George Kittle is definitely going to have to be more involved in the passing game as well. Um, But hopefully Debo returns soon. I tweeted about it. Like maybe Cordell Patterson and Jonathan Taylor can get some votes too. But Debo has been the most fun player to watch this year. So I
0: hope he returns swiftly. Tyrod Taylor, who must be such a good guy that you want him to marry your daughter Texans head coach Dave Culley said Tyrod Taylor will remain the team starter as long as he's healthy. I got to tell you, there's there's no, there's, he's either a terrible person that has blackmail on everyone, which I don't think is the case because everyone says he's a great guy, or he's the greatest guy in the league because these coaches keep wanting to stick with Tyrod Taylor when it's not in their best interest. They have a rookie QB that they spent their first draft pick on this year who's looked good at times through four touchdowns against the Patriots. Like he, He's looked good at times. Probably should get him some reps. See what you got before you head into the next draft. Before you head into the offseason, But no, Tyrod Taylor's a team starter. Yeah, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I'm telling you, he must be like married to these coaches' daughters. Like, it's, like take my daughter's hand in marriage and be my quarterback. Or um, he's just married to the game, bro. no yeah, I mean, I, from all from everything I've heard about Tyrod Taylor, he's like the best dude. Like, you see him on the sidelines, and, like, they were talking about how he was getting into it with someone during the game, like, him and CJ Mosley. But if you look close, like, they were both smiling, and they were like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, hey, it's good
1: to see you. (laughs) Like, after he, like, tackled them, It's, like, crazy. I mean, they were former teammates on the Ravens, were they
0: not? Yes, yes, they were. And do you know what's funny? We have a guy in our football league who's just like that, too. His name is Josh, right? And he's, like, like the, the nicest human being in the world. And he plays on the opposing team. He doesn't talk any shit, and in fact, he he does the opposite. He 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 compliments you on how good you're playing, and throws throws you off. That's <laughs> uh, ha- true. Anyway, uh, Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, was talking about this: test positive for COVID 19, so he's definitely not going to coach tomorrow.
1: Thursday. Thursday. But, excuse
0: me. Yeah. So we've seen uh
1: we've seen some teams struggle this year when that happens. Some teams, or like when Matt Nagy, the Bears, played better. Um, so. Time will tell.
0: Man, I didn't even know this one. This one's hit me out of nowhere. Sometimes when you have a lot of news, news gets, gets lost. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said Dan Arnold suffered an MCL sprain in Week 12 and will miss four to six weeks.
1: More than likely out the season. Yep.
0: Ah, uh, what the Dan fuck? Time is done. Damn, he was a savior for a lot of tight end positions. He was a savior for my for my uh, my dynasty team. Uh, in one of my leagues. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I have My my second best tight end is Tommy Trumbull. Oh, yay, yay, Um, Browns head coach T- Kevin Stefanski said he would not bench Baker Mayfield after the Week 12 loss against the Ravens. We already talked about Baker Mayfield. Let's move on to the next one. Panthers head coach Matt Rule said Cam Newton will remain the team's starting quarterback in Week 14. Obviously. Lamar Is that it for the news? Did we get through it all? Did it, did it actually happen? Uh I think. Yeah, I think it it actually happened, Michael. I think we did it. Uh, we talked about C.D. Lamb and, and uh Ezekiel Elliott practicing in full on Monday. Well, now we did. Well there you go. All right, then let's get into the first uh category. It is the surprise sup- no no, I'm sorry. It's not surprise, surprise. It's it's we saw that coming. That's I saw that coming from a mile. This is the, we saw that coming. The guys that we told you, we told you, they were coming. Michael, why don't you start us off?
1: Starting this one off, very happy. Someone I've been a big fan of this year. I've mentioned his name several times. And then Matt Ward chose him as his sleeper this week. And he had a tremendous game. That's Mr. Kendrick Bourne. I left this the one England for you Patriots. too, Mike who continues to just be a productive wide receiver this year. And he just had his second-best game of the year, five receptions, 61 yards, two touchdowns on six targets. For whatever reason, man, this guy continues to get uh, out-snapped by Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers, which is a little concerning, which is why he's had some down games. But he's also had some very nice games. He has five games this year now um, above thirteen, at or above 13.8 half PPR fantasy points, which makes it's him a good top number. thirty wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's a top thirty wide receiver. He now has more fantasy points on the season than Dalvin Cook, which is hilarious. Um, so shout out Kendrick Bourne, who uh, we liked this week. Matt Ward in our sleepers bus article chose Kendrick Bourne as his wide receiver. That's free on our site and on the app, and uh, whoever listened was certainly happy about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't listen, and I was not happy about it. If you were wondering, I should have started him over all three of my receivers. Um, let's see. My first one is the guy that we've been – we said, look, he left. His team struggled without him. And then we told you, don't worry. He's back. Yes, he's coming back from injury. He's going to be RB – in the top RB 15, and he's going to be in the top wide receiver 15. And when you I say that, you know it's only one guy I can be talking about. It's Cordell Patterson. He became just a running back in this game. 16 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns, straight up a dominant running back in this game. Wayne Gallman and Mike Davis combined for only nine carries, so he almost doubled them. He's clearly the starting running back. He had two receptions for 27 yards, but he was dominant in the run game, and that's where they they used him, and that's where he excelled. So, Cordero Patterson is... We've been saying this now, and it's week 13, but I feel like we still need to say he's here to stay. And you could start him confidently every week as a stud fantasy player. And I think the reason why people are so against that idea is because you just it's just so unexpected. Like, yeah. this, this thing doesn't happen, where the, the 30-year-old it's who... glorious. Yeah, the 30-year-old who, you know, excelled at X, Y, or Z, but was a bust... When I say X, Y, or Z, I really mean kick returning. I don't know why I say X, Y, or Z. Excelled at kick returning. He's a bust. And then all of a sudden, Bill Belichick two years ago. Shout out to Bill Belichick, who's proving last year when people forgot, like, oh, Tom won some games. Oh, yeah, remember, half my defense is out on the COVID list, and Cam Newton's my quarterback, and I still win 8-8. This year, he's he's showing, like, yeah, he's one of the best ever, ever, ever. And he's the one that first identified, like, hey, Cordell Patterson, this guy is a running back. Let's put him at running back. And then the Bears sorta of used him last year, kinda, at running back and, and at wide receiver. And then they hear the Falcons unlocking this dude that that, you know, it makes sense because he's a hybrid player and the, those type of players, unless they are the star of the show, uh, you can't really find a place for them. And this this team at this time and this coach just a perfect fit for Cordero Patterson. So Cordero Patterson is my yeah. is my saw that coming. Michael, who's your second one? My second we saw that coming
1: is the one and only Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. Adam is my tight end four, which was a few spots ahead of expert consensus ranking. This guy's been an absolute star this year. It's unfortunate that he got hurt for a chunk of it, but in five games, man, he's put up 25 in this half PPR settings, 17.9, 7.5, 10.10, 16.8. Absolute star numbers out of your tight end slot. This past week against Indy, seven for 123 on 10 targets. He's seen at least eight targets in four of the five games. He played against New Orleans, but he played like five snaps before he got hurt again. He's just been an absolute stud. Why can't he be like a top three tight end the rest of the way with the way he's been going this year when active? If you're a lock for eight plus targets in a Tom Brady led offense, you should be just rostered starting in every single league at all times. Like Rob Gronkowski is an animal.
0: Uh, Gronk on Twitter this week, he put like someone put vintage Rob Gronkowski performance, and he retweeted it. He quote tweeted it and said, "Oh, I'm vintage now." Oh, I'm vintage. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and It reminds you, like yo, this guy's not that old. He's six months older than Travis Kelsey. There, and and you know he's it's it's a, it's a position where people last, like Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, like Jimmy Graham, Jared even. Cook. For a long time. Jared Cook. Like, these guys dominate into their late 30s. And especially when you're one of the all-time greats. So, shit. Gronk, man. You're right. Uh, this is That's a guy who uh, can definitely be a difference maker. Uh, speaking of difference makers, I'm cheating a little bit. But I want to flex on Michael, so I'm going to cheat anyway. Ew. I I mentioned that I thought Tony Pollard was a good play in this game. I think I thought he was going to... If the wide receivers missed time, he was going to get more touches. And... He out. He only had one less touch than Zeke. He out carried Zeke. Zeke caught two more passes, but he out yardaged Zeke in the passing game. Zeke does not look good right now. And we'll, I'll talk about him a little bit later. If I say Zeke one more time, I think I'm gonna like scream. But Tony Pollard, he returned the kick, and that's one thing that a guy who returns kicks can do for you. He can return a kick every once in a while, and it made him into uh, a really yeah, good yeah, fantasy game. You so- know what?
1: Maybe I'll start. Kene Nwangu of the Minnesota
0: Vikings in my RV slot next week, Tim, because he keeps returning kicks. Well, maybe you should. All right? Maybe you should. Maybe then you could tell me on the saw that coming that Nwangu was a great play. Suck it, Tim. But until then, until that day, I'm going to when hands say right Pollard to hands. was a great play. Suck it, Mike. Boom. Aye, aye. Boom. Aye, aye, aye. Although, although technically the guy would have started in his place. Would have been Kendrick Bourne, so I guess actually I scored four less points. But Johnny's team scored 180 on me, 180 plus. That was ridiculous. I had no chance. Every –
1: this week was a weird week again where a lot of teams are pulling off victories with like 90 points scored.
0: Johnny just happened to have all the players that went off. Every single one of them. Every single one, including Daniel Carlson. Like when – he had Daniel Carlson in Miami's defense on top of his entire squad that went crazy. So that gives you an idea of what I was up against this week. Um, yeah, Michael, are you done with you? You're done with yours, right? It's yep. a surprise, surprise! Now, oh, surprise! Surprise, motherfucker! I gotta watch the new Dexter. I'm not gonna lie; it's been getting. It's, I'm been getting more and more into it as the season goes on. I think yeah, I'm I getting like, I'm getting used
1: to. I have not see episode. I gotta watch it.
0: Yeah, I gotta watch it too. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do in a little while, depending on the little guy and what he what his plans are. Um, Michael, why don't you go lead us off? Who was your first surprise surprise? Yeah, my first surprise surprise.
1: Look, this wasn't necessarily a surprise because we don't expect RB1 performances from this guy, which we do. It was a surprise because of just how well he played, and that was Leonard Fournette, who ended up with 41.6 half EPR fantasy points, 17 rushes, 100 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, eight targets, seven receptions, 31 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Hot damn. He ended up making um Tom Brady have a bad fantasy game because he scored all because he scored three rushing touchdowns even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put up 38 points, Brady only had less than like 13. But man, Leonard Fournette absolutely dominated this week and uh I mean, it was glorious if you had him on your roster. 40 points. He had a Jonathan Taylor. That was Jonathan Taylor type week. The John ocean. the Tail type week. I think I accidentally muted myself <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You that. You went completely cold. I was like, that's not a that's not a drop. Um my my first surprise, surprise is someone from Thursday, let's not forget about Thursday, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson uh went and did a Deshaun Jackson thing, caught a big touchdown. Uh he was all over the place complaining about the refs in that game. Like Deshaun Jackson was like every time he went down the field, he was like, Oh, got this guy's holding me. But Three receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown. Uh, vintage Deshaun Jackson. He he got out of. It's funny because he got out of he got out of uh, L.A. Like and then the dominoes kind of fell. Where it's almost like like karma. It's hubris when you give up a guy like Deshaun Jackson and you're like, oh, we don't need Deshaun Jackson anymore, and you release Deshaun Jackson. Then all of a sudden, boom, we, the the dominoes fall on those wide receivers. It's a good thing OBJ became available. Um. Yeah, where was I? Deshaun Jackson, vintage. Michael, who's your second one? Uh, my second one, I
1: just had to shut this guy out because if he's going to be playing 100% of snaps in a Los Angeles Rams offense, maybe he will end up being a wide receiver 2-3 rest of season. And that was Odell Beckham Jr., who on 10 targets, tied with Cooper Cup, five receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Basically, a three wide receiver sets the entire game with Van Jefferson Uh, OBJ, and Cooper Cup, And OBJ caught the long touchdown. Um, The Rams' offense is going to have to get better, man. They have been slacking. And if that starts picking up, OBJ could end up being a valuable receiver down the stretch. And uh, to play basically 100% of snaps was certainly a shock.
0: Uh, He's obviously part of the system uh, these days. Yep. Uh, Talk about a shock. You know, remember when Darrell Revis was Revis Island, Michael? And he shot down like... Hall of Famers. He shut down Calvin Johnson. He shut down shut down Torrey Holt. He shut down T.O. He shut down uh, Randy Moss. He shut down Chad Johnson. Uh, o- and- Andre Johnson. Like he shut down all these guys all year. Do you remember the one player who had his number? Um, it was Justin Gage. No, Stevie J- Stevie J- Stevie Johnson.
1: Remember from the well, one one year Justin Gage of the Tennessee Titans. Had the best game against Darrell Revis, but yes, Stevie Johnson did. Uh, did play well against him. Always Stevie Johnson played well, was the
0: man. Always played well against Darrell Revis, Stevie Johnson, and we have a Stevie Johnson situation on our hands because the Carolina Panthers were the number one rush defense in terms of points over average in the league. They gave up only thirteen points a game to the running back, and then all of a sudden, the Miles Gaskin. The the up and down Miles Gaskin, which was just, this is the down week for Miles Gaskin. This was supposed to be the down week. Look, he didn't light the world on fire. He wasn't efficient. Two for three in the air, 16 for 49 on the ground, but dance in the end zone twice. And all of a sudden, you get yourself a monster game against a team that everyone thought that you were going to struggle against. So those touchdowns afloat anybody. And even though he was 3.1 a carry and 1.5 a catch, he was. Two for two in the end zone, and Miles Gaskin is our surprise because of that. Is my surprise. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's get into the next category. It is the stock up, guys, that we are high on right now. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at $0.10 cents a share. And by the way, John... Our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a Grand Slam home run. Grand Slammy salami time. Yep. Who's your first uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner?
1: Winner, winner, chicken dinner. My first stock rising is, see, there are so many news, we didn't even discuss um, the guy ahead of this guy. My first stock rising is Jamal Williams because DeAndre Swift. Oh, shit. He might not play next week.
0: Yes, we forgot DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he
1: hurt his shoulder, and Dan Campbell said it's hard to say if he'd be playing in Week 13, but it was more of a down tone. And it seems like Jamal Williams will have that backfield for at least one day, and we know the running back is going to get a ton of work. Um, They have a matchup against the Minnesota Vikings coming up, which is not a difficult matchup for opposing running backs. Against Chicago, Jamal Williams saw 15 carries and 5 targets. 20 opportunities is almost certain against Minnesota as well. Um, if you have Jamal Williams, you'll pretty happy about it because you're gonna get a top twenty-ish type play this week. And um going forward, we'll see how DeAndre Swift recovers, but yet another injury and another stock up type of play here for the backup running back.
0: My first stock up, uh, for sure, is Jamal Williams, who I just uh who I dropped in our home league. And I'm coming up on a week when Nick Chubb has a bye. And uh, it's very sad. And I don't want to talk about it. Um, because I rostered him for twelve straight weeks and then the week that I dropped him, the starter got hurt. Isn't that isn't that a poetic thing? Um Isn't it? So my first isn't stock that poetic? up poetic my first stock up was uh Leonard Fournette, but Michael's supposed to not pick the same guys as me. That's why I sent him my list. But Michael went rogue and oh, picked look at that. picked Leonard Fournette. So I'm gonna go with a guy that, hey, listen, everyone can admit that they're wrong. We've been writing right about this guy for four straight years. It's just now this year we're wrong. Uh, Joe Mixon is uh, dominating the league. Uh, this is his third, this is his fourth game in a row and fifth game in his last six where he scored over 20 half PPR points. Uh, that's not just good, that's league winner type numbers. And he's doing that with the Chargers coming up who are a run funnel uh, defense, defense. The Niners who are not, the you know, they're not the worst um matchup. Denver who's been harder, but then in the last two weeks, Baltimore and Kansas City coming up. So I think that not only is Joe Mixon here, but he's here to stay and I don't see any reason why a guy who continues to be getting fed 30 to 35 carries a week will not produce at the level that he's producing and he's still not the most efficient guy and he's not the most talented guy and maybe another guy would be good better in his in his shoes, but that doesn't matter because right now he's wearing the shoes. So uh joe mixon stock up
1: yeah um hard to argue with that because he's been absolutely balling out of late um this is actually hilarious uh i stole leonard for from you tim so you decided to go over to joe mixon and joe mixon was my next stock up (laughs) i figured it was about time we gave him a stock up too because then he's gonna have a down week next um (laughs) But yeah, so I guess I guess you could go twice in a row because Joe Mixon was my next stock up.
0: All right, uh, that's funny. I mean, you could have you could have went on the fly and, and switched it up like me if you had the skills, son. Was good. Hey, what are you gonna do? Tis life. <laughs> my second one is someone we already touched on as well, but now we're expand: Elijah Mitchell and Brandon Ayuk with Debo Samuel out. He dominates the, the touches on the team. This is a team that now, especially after winning last week against a, a, a Vikings team that was also in the same predicament of them, as them, they're 6-5, and five, they're in the playoff picture, so they're trying to win. And they're trying to win at all costs. And just because they're losing their best player doesn't mean Kyle Shanahan's not going to draw up some Kyle Shanahan shit. And the, the big winner, I think, is Eli Mitchell, like Michael said, because he's not going to be uh, vultured for those rushing touchdowns anymore. Another big winner is Brandon Ayuk. I, I, on the la, on a buy or sell article, the week before Brandon Ayuk became Brandon Ayuk again, um, I mentioned that it was the last chance to buy Brandon Ayuk. Go ahead and do it now because one of the reasons is because Debo Samuel is oft injured. And if he ends up going down for a couple weeks, he becomes the clear wide receiver one in that offense. And he's been playing so much better that I now believe that Kyle Shanahan will give him opportunities as if he is that wide receiver one. It wasn't guaranteed before because he wasn't playing well. But everything you hear about Brandon Ayuk is pointing in the right direction. So if you've been gutting it out with Brandon Ayuk and you've had him on your bench and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting, I think it's officially time where you could start him weekly in your flex or in your wide receiver three and be very, very, very happy about it. And now that that uh, what's-his-name's out, uh, Debo Samuel, he's probably even in the wide receiver two conversation. George Kittle obviously takes a big step up as well just because the targets are there. But these are the two guys that Eli Mitchell and Brandon are are direct beneficiaries of Debo Samuel going down. So their stock is definitely rising.
1: Yeah, um, definitely cannot contend there. I think you throw George Kittle into the mix as well. Yep, yep. Uh, my last stock rising, the best running back in Buffalo who
0: we've liked for years. Yeah,
1: baby! We've liked him for years. He's
0: Brodo. He's a Brodo guy. We love this guy.
1: Yes, he is, Mister Matthew Burita. Yes. Matt Breida. They yo Zach Moss was a healthy scratch, so Matt Breida could get more involved. Nine rushes, twenty-six rushing yards, two targets, two receptions, twenty-nine yards, and a receiving touchdown. He got out carried by Devin Singletary, fifteen to nine, but Breida caught a couple passes, and I mean his role just grew. He had eleven touches um, in the in the Buffalo backfield this week compared to um, seven touches the week prior and six touches the week prior to that. And it's now three straight weeks where he's been a playable asset. And this was against New Orleans, which is one of the most difficult matchups you could get for opposing running backs. So it's uh it's very interesting for sure. And something that I, uh that I think could end up continuing through the rest of the season. Matt it looks like he, he could be a valuable flex type of guy, especially if his role just keeps improving in that offense.
0: Michael, uh, so, uh, sorry to talk about my fantasy team, but I'm just going to because Matt Breida has to do with it. Um, we're in the uh, Scott Fish Bowl. For those who don't know what the Scott Fish Bowl is, it's like the biggest tournament in fantasy. Uh, for And every expert is in it. Every single person in the fantasy, including like a ton of fans as well. I think there's like thousands of people. I'm not sure how many people yeah. exactly. Um, and It's a big tournament and the last few weeks, although Cam Newton had a really rough game, the last few weeks I have astutely picked up Matt Breida, Cam Newton. I have Taysom Hill on the roster. I have Odell Beckham on the roster, and I have Alexander Madison on the roster. So my roster went from pretty good. I'm already like I'm already seven and four. To I'm I'm trying to win the Scott Fishbowl, like oh, the whole thing. Like that's that's how like that's how much my roster has improved the last couple weeks, just for just because I I added Matt Breida, Alexander Madison, like I said, Taysom Hill, like these guys are fucking dis- difference makers. Good um, luck, I hope so. Um, where 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 were we? Oh yes, my uh, stock rising is Javante Williams. Listen, I know Javante Williams didn't even have the bulk of the carries, but the dude got juice, and they're gonna ride him 14 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown three receptions for 57 yards wonderful to see him like get a big reception i think that was that was a that was a big one um and look this this passing offense is just not there right now uh teddy bridgewater got hurt drew lock came in and was not good as drew lock has not been good in his career the leading pass catcher in terms of number of passes Was Noah Fant with three catches. And the leading yards getter besides Javante Williams in terms of number of receiving yards was Tim Patrick with 26. Um, Jerry Judy had two receptions for 25 yards. Corlin Sutton had two receptions for 17 yards. These guys have completely fallen off the face of the earth. It's probably going to continue. And the Broncos are going to continue to turn around and hand the ball off to Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams until the wheels fall off. And this team is 6-5. and five. They're trying their best to lose, and they're just not losing. Um, they're 6-5. and five. They just beat a pretty good Los Angeles Chargers team. They're second in their division. There's, you know, the Broncos are in it. The Broncos are so, And they're going to continue to do what gets them wins, and that is feed both of these running backs. So I think Javante Williams, even though he's not the guy, he hasn't taken over for... Melvin Gordon, I think that he's a playable asset now, and uh, there's no reason to think otherwise.
1: I mean, I guess nothing's changed in that offense besides Javante Williams finding the end zone last week. The thing that's changed is no wide receiver did
0: anything; all they did
1: was run. That that offense, Teddy Bridgewater is a choke of a quarterback. Jeez
0: Louise! So is Drew Luck.
1: So is Drew Luck.
0: Yeah. They both suck, and, and Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams don't. They're both very good. When you watch them both play, they ju- you're just like, wow, these guys are mad good. Melvin Gordon got fucking juice still. Like, yo, he can yeah. play, bro. He can play. Like he should he should get yeah. some sort of look next year by somebody. Like he he he's he's by no means done. Um speaking of done, we ended on the sour notes. Stock down. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The Dow traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. The market got a hit because of the Omicron variant, um, which is pronounced Omicron for those who are who are not Greek. You know, there's nothing funny about what's going on, but there is something funny about having these people on on the the internet and having these people on on CNN and on Fox News and all these other networks. Like, try and, and pronounce Omicron. That's uh, it's very it's Omicron, Omicron, <laughs> Omicron. Oh <my>
1: That's <laughs> what Usher's gonna call
0: it. Yeah. So like it's, it's 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 often funny as as I bet a lot of people can can uh attest to when a word becomes like Americanized how like it's pronounced like I bet you a lot of Spanish people can can relate to that but anyway uh stock falling Michael who's your first stock falling yeah my first stock falling
1: is someone who I was questioning this week because I said he's just not been super productive um he's just been getting a lot of volume but he has not been nearly as productive with that volume as you want him to be he's kind of dwindling down a bit And then he has his just a tank of a performance. Najee Harris against Cincy, eight rushes for 23 yards, five targets, three receptions for 14 yards in the lowest of low for this season for him. Um, Just not a good game at all against Cincy. They got absolutely dominated. And Najee Harris had another very uneventful and just super inefficient game. He's up to seven hundred eight rushing yards this season on one hundred ninety six carries. Like that's just not great. And at some point, the volume and the uh the production, if it didn't if it didn't match up better, like he was gonna have a game like this, and he didn't get the volume this time around, and he had a really bad game. So it's like if this guy doesn't get twenty plus touches. This is a possibility, and he's uh he's kind of just been falling off since the middle of the season a little bit. Like I'm not saying he's not trustworthy going forward, but he's certainly like, I wouldn't rank him as like a top eight running back rest of season
0: by any means. It's uh tough, it's tough. Um, another guy who's tough, kind of in the same boat who he was obviously a, a top, top eight running back. And now you've got to question that is Ezekiel Elliott. He obviously has a knee issue. It's obviously affecting him. Um, they're playing a Raiders defense that was not—I mean—a Raiders uh, team who's not impossible to run on. They're quite the opposite. They're one of the better teams to run on in the league, and you're missing Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper. So you figured this is going to be a Zeke explosion game, and usually it would be. Except he only carried the ball nine times for 25 yards in a game where the Cowboys lost in overtime. It's not like this—this this is this was a blowout by the Raiders. By any means. It's not like this was a blowout by the Cowboys by any means. This was a close game. So that this game, by the way, was the most watched game in the NFL since like 1980. Like this was a a game that was on Thanksgiving, was enthralling people right when it was like right in the, in the thick of Thanksgiving. And Zeke wants to eat in those games. Zeke wants to fucking eat the cereal. He wants to do all that. And he just couldn't in this game. And it was very apparent. Even his catches were like he couldn't really get any yards. He looked skittish. He looked like he was scared to go all the way. And that scares me as a guy who rosters Zeke, who's fighting for a playoff spot in my home league. I'm very scared of Zeke and I think his stock is down until he can get healthy. It's it's almost as if like I kinda want him to miss the game. I kinda want him to miss the game next week because then maybe he could get healthy. But if he continues to play in this knee like this, which now it's a short turnaround, he's playing on a Thursday. Man, I just hope that this is not a situation where you're you're looking at a, a long-term injury, like a serious one. So, man, Zeke Zeke definitely, I'm 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 watching out for his injury because he's also not a spring chicken. He's been in the league for a while now, so looking looking out for that.
1: Yeah, not ideal, not ideal by any means. But uh, my second stock falling, I guess. I'll stick with the round one running back theme, and that is Aaron Jones, who returned, got 10 rushes, only saw one target, and A.J. Dillon just took care of the rest. It's been very, very annoying, um, the rise of A.J. Dillon over the second half of the season, but it doesn't seem to be going away. And Aaron Jones, after this bye week, unless something changes, which I don't really see it changing because Green Bay just keeps winning, we're going to have a guy who's definitely more of an r b two than an r b one with a j Dillon just sapping value from him every time he steps on the field
0: man i hope i hope you're not i hope you're not correct because the tea leaves say you know that yes aaron we like you and we really wanted you last year but we also drafted this running back in the second round that no one thought would be drafted there so we're obviously higher on this running back and he's been playing very well and he's obviously a specimen. Like, he's a human specimen. So, I don't know. This seems fishy. I don't like. Um, (laughs) um, Speaking of which, bro, I wouldn't get into the head of Nick Sirianni. Because my next guy is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders went 9 for 64 on the ground yesterday. If you're thinking to yourself and you're not good at quick math, wow, that seems good. It is. It's 7.1 yards a carry. For some reason, Boston Scott, who wasn't nearly as effective, got 15 carries for 64 yards. Uh, 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 what, you know, it's just like, what do you got to do if you're Miles Sanders? And Miles Sanders right now is fourth in the NFL among people with 88 rush rush attempts or more He is fourth in rushing yards over-expected. He is fourth in yards per carry overall. Like, what on earth are you doing? You have one of the best running backs in the league performing like one of the best running backs in the league. And you're giving the ball to someone else. It's not like this guy is not performing. It's not like this guy hasn't done it before. It's not like this guy hasn't been great and for a little while. And it's not like he wasn't ha- doesn't have the draft capital. You drafted him in the second round. It's his third season. He's shown nothing but success in his life. He is showing continued success right now. But you're giving the ball to Boston fucking Scott. Explain this to me. Like I'm five. What the fuck you're thinking?
1: I mean, he had a little bit of an injury, but then he came back, so I don't really know. Seven, in a
0: 13-7 in to seven game.
1: Yeah, man. I don't, I don't get it. I, I It doesn't make any sense to me. No
0: I why mean, his stock is down. I don't know why. Someone should go get Miles Sanders for like a fourth round pick next year and have one of the best running backs in the league in their backfield. This guy's clearly fucking super talented. Like right now, if I'm looking at career arc, two Penn State running backs... Miles Sanders, Saquon Barkley, who would you rather have on your team right now?
1: Saquon Barkley.
0: I don't know, man. I think Miles Sanders is is the guy for me over Saquon because, I don't know, I haven't seen Saquon do it in years. I'm watching Miles Sanders do it on a daily basis. No. Sanders has never
1: shown he could be Saquon. He's had good games, but...
0: I mean, no one has ever Saquon also
1: looks. I'm not Saquon also looks like he's kind of toasted. And that's what
0: I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not talking about three years ago, Saquon. I'm talking about Saquon now. Which yeah. we gotta let him get cut back, get back from injury. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Who, where's your? Who's your next uh, stock down? Is it your last stock down? It is last stock down.
1: Yeah, last stock down. Elijah Moore of the New York Jets, four for eight for 46 yards this past week. Played the most he's ever played. Got a bunch of targets, but Zach Wilson just. Zach Wilson's not it at the moment. Um, This guy cannot throw the ball downfield. Apparently he's really struggling in his rookie season and against the Texans. He really struggled, mightily struggled, which makes me think he's going to struggle for the rest of the season as well. Cause it's not like the Houston Texans are a very difficult matchup. Um, I feel like he would be a lot more enticing with Joe Flacco remaining at quarterback, which is not good to say that, but, his his floor drops considerably with Zach Wilson at quarterback.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd say it's it is Zach Wilson's first game back. Let's give him a let's give him a little time. But Elijah Moore definitely stocked down because, you know, that everything you said is correct. Um, another guy whose stock is down, Kenny Galladay. Three receptions for 50 yards. Now his stock was all the way down already. But it got a little spike when people thought that maybe, just maybe. Um maybe there's a possibility that in this game, when the Giants said that we are going to feed Kenny Holliday the ball, Kim Jones before the the game reported that Joe Judge called Kenny Holliday to the front of the plane and he had a conversation with him about we're gonna get you the ball. We're gonna find we're gonna find a way to get you the ball. And then the next day he fired Jason Garrett. You expected at least something. But here's the bottom line. Giants, sorry, you signed the beta to be an alpha. And he's just not an alpha. And it showed because he couldn't he couldn't dominate in this game. Darius Slay had his way with Kenny Galladay for the majority of the game. Um, every time they looked Kenny Galladay's way, Darius Slay was right there to break up the pass. Kenny Galladay looked frustrated during the game. What do, you, what do you even do with this guy right now? I, I have him in a 16-team dynasty league, and he's on my bench. Like, I can't even play this dude in a 16-team dynasty.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I it's an interesting one for me, Tim, because, yeah, he struggled against Darius Slay, as you mentioned, but he also had seven targets and had two red zone looks, like two fades. They were clearly trying to get him the ball. Which makes me think that uh maybe that will continue. So I don't know. I don't know about putting him in stock down because the stock is already down.
0: Yeah, but you know, sometimes you're you know, you're down, but you're not out. Like he's out now.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I wouldn't be shocked if he becomes semi relevant if he starts seeing like eight plus targets a game because they're trying to force feed him the ball. But Daniel Jones is also a doo-doo, as Jason would say.
0: A doo-doo. A, a doo-doo. Daniel Jones sucks. You don't know how many, yo, oh man, the amount of arguments that I got in with Giants fans.
1: We know, Tim. We know. Makes are
0: me... you done too? We're both. Yeah, we're both, both done. done you... Stock down right. for Giants fans. Mike, where could they find you?
1: Ooh, shot. Take a shot at the Giants fans.
0: Uh off of Mike. Uh, look, if you're a fan of the Giants, you should know where you're at right now. You're picking top five. That's what you that's where you're at. The Jets right now, by the way, have two picks in the top five. Their positions right now are four and five because the Seahawks suck. The Seahawks lose tonight, it's gonna be glorious. I'm glorious. I'm rooting for Seahawks losses so hard. Isn't you don't even know? Um sorry, Seahawks fans. I hope they still have good fantasy days. Uh where, where can they find me? At FF Tim? You can find Michael Jason at Broto FF Jason. You can find Cass at Broto FF Casanova. See what we did there? Branding. Uh, you can also find all of us at BrotoFantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where you can find Brother Johnny Make His Bull and Bear Report. And uh, oof, BrotoFantasy.com <laughs> uh, for everything Broto and the Fantasy Football by Broto app as well. That is all for us this week. Michael, feel better, bro take some like uh vitamin C, you know, some vitamin D, you know, all yeah, that good too, stuff. Yeah, you
1: too, Tim. I'm about to uh about to make myself a a fish soup.
0: Nice. Nice. That sounds glorious. That's right. Later.
1: Later.